the Sounds of Stadia podcast. You join myself, Chris, alongside my very honoured guest today from StadiaSource.com. As part of the Gaming Source Network, we have one, Mr. Avery Krause. Welcome, sir. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good to be here today. It's one of all of those time zones uh, when you're joining the channel as well. Thanks to the world that we live in. And below him, the man of many pixels, Mr. Richie, joining us once again this week. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing quite well. Welcome, Avery. Welcome, Avery. Hello. Because it's early morning for you, Avery, and it's mid-afternoon for us on this lovely Sunday. It's fine, you guys. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Very, very early morning. I would not be doing this podcast this early. Tom and Richie always trying to get me to do it earlier. And I always I'm not, it's all Tom. Well, and we should probably point out, obviously, Avery is not Tom. Uh, Tom isn't yeah. with us this week. He's spending some well-deserved time with his family. Obviously, Avery, you'll know as well, the entire world is suffering through this crazy thing still. And there's limitations on who you can see and where you're allowed to hang out, indoors, outdoors, all those rules and regulations. And in the UK, we're starting to ease on some of them now. So Tom's made the trek uh, to see his family this weekend. So well-deserved, and I'm sure he's having a great time right now. And the, the rare sunshine that we actually have in the UK this whole week. So we're enjoying it whilst we can. Uh, but you're not here to talk about the weather. But you're here for some Stadia news, because this is the Sounds of Stadia podcast, the longest-running Stadia podcast this side of Google Maps. And we say that, Avery, in case people don't know, we say it every week. That's because the guys over at Stadia cast beat us by a few weeks. So <laughs> we have to say oh, this it. side of Google it. Maps, this side of the, the, of the uh, Atlantic, just to keep ourselves it's copyrighted. Like, what, does Google, what does Google Maps have to do with any of We're this? just linking but, okay, it in with it Google yeah. and Stadia. Uh, we could say the globe, but loads of other podcasts say this side of the globe, and I feel like we're stealing their rigmarole. So, uh, yeah, you can only steal so much stuff from other podcasts. Yes, yeah, that's it. There's only so much. Uh, so, yes, this side of Google Maps, we're the longest running. We're up to episode 83. And we are here to bring you all the weekly gaming and stadia news rounded up for your listening or viewing pleasure here at youtube.com forward slash sounds of stadia. And we are available on all the podcasters around the Google map globe, <laughs> I guess, uh, Spotify, Google podcasts and uh, the like. What's your preferred podcast of choice, Avery? What's your go-to app on, on your phone? I'm a pocket casts guy. I have been a pocket cast guy for like almost a decade now. It is wow. beyond uh it's my favorite app. I am I am into the thousands of hours of podcast listening uh on that on that particular app. I would almost shudder to look at what my stats are right now. Hmm. How about you, Richie? I'm actually I'm listening to most of my podcasts actually through YouTube. I oh, I, I love to just like stick them on my watch later list. Hmm. Everything goes in the watch later list and then when I get time I can just work my way through it yeah there is something beneficial about seeing yeah. people's faces and emotions yeah. and stuff when they're talking about it. especially something passionate like gaming that we all yeah. are sometimes uh, i'm not watching the video i'm just listening to it as a podcast just via youtube yeah and you give them the views of course just like you can by clicking like down below subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you are kept in the loop with all things sounds of stadia uh, because we've got a great show for you this week not only do we have a very special guest who will give uh, a very more detailed introduction to in just a moment but we're going to be talking about all the Ubisoft Plus excitement that happened this week for everybody in America, <laughs> in the United <laughs> States. And we'll be talking about all of the news that trickled down from various different outlets. We've got some Battlefield 6 news. I think they haven't numbered it yet, but we're going to be talking about that. Uh, some farming excitement 
games dropped. Everyone in the Stadia community loves a bit of Farming Simulator. Uh, some new games from the Celeste devs and a bunch of other topics. But before we get into all that, we've introduced him already. But let's do a proper introduction for Mr. Avery from StadiaSource.com. Uh, welcome, sir. Welcome. Tell the audience who may not know of you somehow from the Stadia community uh, what you get up to, who you support, and your colleagues, all the wonderful people over at StadiaSource and Gaming Source Network are. The floor is yours, sir. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, the the Stadia Source uh, world uh, has recently changed, as as a lot of folks know. And uh, over in that land, I am the creative content manager. So I handle everything that goes on video, whether that's our weekly podcasts, whether that's uh, gaming reviews, uh, live stream plays, all those kind of things. I do a little bit of streaming myself, very, very little streaming myself. Um, uh, these days, uh, but I do a lot of behind-the-scenes things in, in that regard. I am the host of the weekly uh, GSN Roundtable podcast, which you guys have been on uh, numerous times before, and we always love having you every time you are. Uh, I am also, uh, I, I will very soon be known as Judge Avery in the First Circuit Court of the Gaming Source Network, uh, with a brand new show launching on May 1st called The Best Game of All Time, uh, which some folks around here might also be on at some point in the near future-ish, if you happen to tune into that, uh, where we will be pitting two games against each other. Two games enter, one game leaves. Uh, and uh, that has been a super fun project to work on. Um, I've already got the first about 12 episodes um, ready to go, and that'll be every other Saturday morning, uh, Eastern, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Gaming Source Network. So yeah, uh, that's what I do over at GSN with my big old team of streamers and the Stream Team Dream Team and, and all the wonderful folks over there. What I need to know, though, about the best game of all time podcast is, is this game going to be on the... For anyone who... There are like audio 48 listeners. games on your... Yeah. Oh, is that Pokemon? This is Gen 1 Pokemon. We, we keep being, we, we, because uh, some of the other folks on our crew, Dan, our editor-in-chief, um, and, yeah. the, and the, the leader of Stadia uh, Source and Gaming Source Network, and Carly, our, our marketing and branding manager, are both super big Pokemon fans. Yeah. So the first five minutes of the What Have You Been Playing session that is on every Nerdy Beardy White Guy podcast ever, um, that is always, well, I've been playing Pokemon Go, and I've been playing Pokemon Snap, and I've been playing uh, Pokemon Cafe, and so we're like, welcome to Pokesource, your number one source for all things Pokemon. <laughs> so so if y'all want to do, you know, best uh, number one Pokemon out there, we can totally do that, uh, but uh, I haven't had a Pokemon episode booked just yet. Uh, who knows? Might be. Who knows? Revealing a bit of the curtain there, Richie, but yes, yeah. uh, we should do a big thank you to uh, you guys over at StadiaSource.com, especially, obviously, expansion aside all the time prior to that uh, a lot of our new stories come from the hard work uh, and effort and energy that your entire team puts in over there so i think from from us to you we would like to say a massive thank you to uh, to everyone at stadia source and the newly expanded gaming source network because i don't think our show would be as good as it is without all the work that you guys put in we generally have to do the research ourselves to pull together <laughs> Yeah, it's so easy to just copy the links across to our doc from StadiaSource.com. Yeah, that's 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 that makes that's the whole reason the GSN roundtable works is because I can literally just go to StadiaSource.com and control click everything and just new tab, new tab, new tab, new yeah. tab, new tab, new tab. Great, I have my show notes talk ready to go. Exactly, it's wonderful. Yeah. There's only so much vamping you can do without without some concrete show notes. So yeah, uh, yeah thank you to everyone over there. <laughs> 
Uh, and thank you and welcome once again. So go check out Avery's content. Go check out all the guys over at uh, Gaming Source Network. A um, little bit of housekeeping before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show this week. Uh, our YouTube memberships are still live. So if you are a big fan of the content we make uh, over here at Sounds of Stadia, uh, do click join down below on our YouTube page and you can become part of the team. Uh, from as little as 99 pence, you get uh, exclusive perks such as lovely little badges next to your name in the chat. Uh, uh, Tom our designer has brought uh, some lovely little little tiny little pixelated stadia controllers so you start off with the premiere edition it expands through all the different colors and i think wasabi we were holding in the oh is it the founders we're holding the highest regard richie i can't remember I there's some founders of wasabi there's some um, form of combination oh, actually i think i think um it's it's time based and when your badge change not um it's not tied to the tier I think Wasabi is the third one, which I think you're going to be in the longest before you That's what I always get confused with, yeah. yeah. So the longer you're with us as part of the membership program, the more your badge will change and evolve, like Richie's aforementioned Pokemon. And uh, aside from that, you get perks. You get our side quest show where we go off the beaten path and talk about a stadium-specific subject that's not in the news. Uh, Avery, you know, the news constrains the show sometimes a little bit to what your talking points are. And as much as we love to branch out and talk about more things in the wider world of gaming, we just don't have the time on this show. So naturally, we made a whole separate show called Sounds of Stadia SideQuest, where we go into that in depth. Sometimes we run over the clock, generally about half an hour or so. And uh, yeah, this week we've got a great show lined up, and our members get that five days early. But as with all of our content, we don't like to gatekeep any of it. It does go into free feeds eventually, so if you want to be patient, it'll drop on Friday. And uh, we also here at the Sounds of Stadia channel, Avery, we do live streams. And uh, I've, I've specifically put this one on the dock because I know you've played this game as well. And a lot of people out there have. Resident Evil Biohazard. And I needed to drop this in because I know Dan scared the shit out of you on your Resident Evil stream. Uh, not It wasn't the game. It was Dan jumped into your stream. Surprised you and uh, was it Scarlet you were playing with at the time. And just screamed into the microphone out of nowhere and uh, your reaction was priceless so how are you finding Resident Evil and Night Terrors uh, I hate that game I hate it I hate it I hate it I hate that game I hate it and I hate it and Dan is uh, what, what an asshole ruddy right, bastard um, uh, yeah just no that was not a good day that whole day was not a good day now i haven't had any uh, i haven't had any dreams of walking through a mold infested mm. house uh thank goodness i have weird dreams anyways but that has not been one of them uh but no no don't like that game don't like that game didn't like that play didn't like dan no yeah. Not a, you just need no. to keep your studio locked down so no one else can jump in, especially when you're playing horror games. The problem is Dan is the owner, so mm-hmm. he has it's his streamyard account um, that so I can't be like, oh no, no entry for you. And I didn't. He, I think I, I know I had this enabled, so I think he disabled the little boop boop that happens whenever somebody joins. Because mm-hmm. if I had heard the boop boop, I would have looked over and noticed that Dan was there. So I think he disabled that on purpose. I yeah. think he did. I think it was a masterminded plan from day one because he is evil and he has no soul. Well, I think even if you'd put all the locks on, Dan, with all his um, knowledge and know-how of coding, would have been able to crack yeah. and sneak his way. And he's probably in the game itself somewhere, no doubt, <laughs> to just to jump out yeah. next time. But he's, yes, he's hacked Capcom servers and mm-hmm. is yeah. 
Well, you could have paid them 10 million like Stady did to gain access. You, you just never know. You never know. <laughs> so true. Um, but we should talk about that because me and Richie jumped into the DLC, the Not a Hero DLC, which brings uh, Chris Redfield back into the mix and you play as him in a more action focused um, kind of little bit of side story. Uh, really fun. Not as scary, funny enough, Avery, because Chris starts with a shotgun, so you're a lot more empowered from the from the get-go to deal with these creatures. Um, we thought it was going to take about five hours. We actually finished it in just pretty yeah. much the two-hour mark. Uh, great I did, fun. The classic, mm. I did the classic thing before we started the stream. I'll Google, like, how long to beat. And it's like, oh, four, five hours. Like, okay, there's probably two streams in there. It's like, it's more like two. <laughs> yeah, we finished it. We, uh, we kicked yeah. some molded ass. But it was fun, and I don't know whether it's just because playing the whole game, I'm now a little bit desensitized to the creatures. They're not as jump scary. They did get me a few times still. Yeah, there was. But yeah, there's still a good few times. Every Resident Evil game has it. But uh, I'm very excited for Village. Um, where do you stand on Village, Avery? Have you pre-ordered it just for the premiere edition, or has Dan put you off no. horror games altogether? So I don't. The thing is, I don't play horror games at all. Like I never. I it took. I was trepidatious about just playing Dead by Daylight. And I get that Dead by Daylight is not a scary game, per se. Mm. Like, it's, you know, it's it's hide-and-seek, but with monsters. <laughs> yeah. um, but I still, like, I'm sitting there going, like, oh, I can hear the heartbeat music. Like, so, no. I've, no, I've not pre-ordered Resident Evil 8. No, I'm not playing Village. Not, no, not a thing. <laughs> not even for the premiere edition. Not, I don't know. I don't need it. I have, I have way too many premiere editions sitting right there. Yeah. I do not need to add even more to the stack. I think that goes for a lot of people in the. Uh, yeah. in the My wife in the will become the scary I... person if I keep ordering these things. I, I want another controller. That's one of the main reasons I pre-ordered it. Just to make I only sure have two. I want another white one to go downstairs so I can keep the founders up here. So you're buying it out of sheer convenience, so you don't have to walk downstairs, Richie. Yes. <laughs> I think that that's... Also, I do actually want to play the game. <laughs> um, but... That says more about you yeah. than the Stadia promotion, I think, <laughs> at, this, at this point. Yeah. But I, I should... God, right, downstairs, I've got two, like, charging docks. Um, one of them's got my two DualSense controllers in, so they're both white. And then the one next to it has got my usual two Stadia controllers in. One's white and one's blue. So I need a white one. Right, so you're, so you're doing it it's just from a... symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a design aesthetics choice. Yeah. Okay. I have the okay. wasabi sitting in my living room and it doesn't yeah. go with anything else in that room. So That means you need to, by Richie's rule, Avery, you need to decorate the entire living room <laughs> to compensate for the, the wasabi. <laughs> yeah, you could go for like so, a nice Japanese just, zen <laughs> approach. Nice, nice calming space yeah. to play Resident Evil in. It's you need it sometimes. You need it uh, with the lights on, specifically. Yeah. Uh, but that's not all for our housekeeping this week. Uh, we're also... Uh, I'm in the middle of working out our promised FIFA Soccer Saturday with our lovely friend uh, Chase, the gaming advocate, over on his channel. Uh, we're both MLS fans. We both support rival teams. So what better way than to uh, hit the turf uh, playing FIFA 21? And uh, hopefully, I'll win. But uh, we're ironing some dates out for that one. I am a competitive individual, Avery. So as much as I love love Chase the bits, he's going down when it comes to uh, <laughs> to, the, to the game of football or soccer. Shots fired. Now, so <laughs> now soccer. That's the, that's the checkerboard roundy one, right? It's, not, it's, the, yeah. not the Stewie face yeah. egghead one. Got it's it. Yeah, sports got ball. It. Okay. Yeah, sports yeah. ball. That's that's what we sports play. Ball. Got it. And uh, yeah, so check out that. Keep it locked to our Twitter feeds for the news and that. We're locking down a date, but uh, we'll let you know as soon as we can. And I'm. Uh, Looking forward to it, but anything can happen. 
in the beautiful game Avery anyone can win on their day that's the great thing with the sport you can be as good as you can you can be worth millions upon millions of dollars and Barry from the local pub can still kick your ass if he wants to so we shall see how it goes how it goes no offence to anyone called Barry out there Uh, but that's all the housekeeping we've got Uh, let's get into the bulk of the stadium gaming news we've got this week and as an honoured guest you could do us the honour of introducing the the super sexy special stadia stories segment aka the, the news. news the news indeed and it's been a busy week thank you for that we do it all the time we give our honored guests uh the the rundown of it the uh, lovely alliteration which i actually learned the other day that apparently if you use the letter s it's not alliteration really every other letter is alliteration but s because, i don't know why it might be phonetically it's different i can't remember the explanation my wife gave me but she's a teacher and i believe her so I don't Richie, I, I, think she's just I don't know that I would agree with that. That's what I... Well, yeah, I def, by default thought if it's she, just letter after letter after letter, it's immediately iteration. She's going to be sat there on Monday listening to this episode and chuckling at herself like you fell through. Is, let's see, <laughs> is using S alliteration. It's, it's sibilance. sibilance. That's what she said. That's yeah. the word. Uh, so there you go. Uh, because, because yes, sib- sibilant... Uh, uh, yes, sing a song of sixpence when it is a hissing sound. So sh would also be should shell shocked shelly. That would be a uh, uh, sibilance as well. Uh, or the ch or the th sound or the z, the x, the f, and the soft c. So if wow. you can figure out how to put zebra zoos <laughs> sounding, you know, then there you go. You have your sibilance. See, it's not just a gaming podcast. You'd think I would have known that as a voice major, yeah. but uh, I don't. You know. But now we do. Now we all know. And yeah. uh, we should all listen to our teachers more. That's uh, that's all I'll say on that one. Uh, first news story of the week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is more gaming related, I promise you. It's the discussion of EA's Battlefield Tease. Uh, EA came up this week and announced that they're not working on it with just one studio, but we have uh, in internal studios at EA. They've got DICE Criterion, uh, DICE LA, uh, and Electronic Arts Gothenburg are all collaborating on this year's super secret uh, Battlefield game because they, they had a bit of a hiatus last year. Uh, they've came out and declared it's going to be the biggest ever Battlefield game. And here at Sounds of Stadia, Avery, we are big fans of trying to stay positive about the, the future of the gaming industry, especially when it relates to Stadia. And we should always look at this type of news, even though they've not mentioned it coming to Stadia, we like to think that it will be coming at some point in the future. So rather than just ignore it and push it to one side... In a lot of the conversation that me and Richie and, and Tom have off camera as well, thinking about will this game come, leads us to adding it into the dock. So it's not confirmed. You didn't hear it here. We're not a news website. Uh, we just like to talk Breaking about Breaking news <laughs> from Sounds of Stadia. Battlefield releasing on... No. Exactly. Uh, but again, we were promised games from EA. We've got three of them. We're still waiting to see uh, what the next ones are in line. And our side quest episode this week, will delve into that a little bit more. But... I love the Battlefield games. Uh, I had a great time. I think my most enjoyable one was Battlefield 1, where they went back to the First World War. They broke down into little vignette stories. The games always look gorgeous and beautiful. We're probably crying out for a triple-A first-person shooter on Stadia. I would just love the planets to align and us to get this brand-new game day and date. Uh, So, Avery, as our guest, I will throw it over to you first to just uh, tell us a little bit about your kind of gaming history with the franchise if any 
And uh, what your thoughts are of this potentially coming across to Stadia as one of the promised five EA titles? So, you know, I've never I've never played any games in the series. The uh, military shooters are not a genre that has ever spoken to me. So your Call of Duties and your uh, and your your Battlefields have never been in my list. But there's there's a there's a saying that. Uh, that on Twitter way too many times, which is a game isn't coming to Stadia when they say it isn't coming to Stadia. Otherwise, there's no reason to discount it or write it off. Um, and I was furiously Googling real fast. Um, Battlefield is done via the Frostbite engine. The Frostbite engine now has support for Stadia because mm -hmm. that's what FIFA 19 and Madden 19 were built off of. So there's now that the Frostbite engine itself has support for uh, the Stadia platform, there's no reason they can't add the APKs and say, send to Stadia and generate that game, as well as Mass Effect Andromeda or, um, you know, Star Wars Battlefront, or all these other ones that I'm seeing over here on my screen. Uh, there's no reason that those couldn't be coming. So until they say, we have no plans to release Battlefront uh, 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 Battlefield on Stadia, it very well could come to Stadia. Yeah, we all know the way Stadia do these. They like to not tell you anything until just before it comes out, um, which is annoying because I would like to know what games are coming out so I can plan my spending accordingly. But that's unfortunately what Stadia do. That is that is in their model. But we, like me personally, I hold a lot of hope that because we're still waiting on two more games, and as you mentioned, Avery, we knew uh, with FIFA and Madden taking a little bit longer to get across, whereas Jedi Fallen Order came out quite a while back now, which doesn't run on Frostbite, that runs on Unreal, we knew that it was something to do with the engine. But now they've got two titles out of AAA quality, you would like to think they're working continuously towards the next big thing. And the, the brief description they gave as part of their announcement was they're in daily playtesting mode right now, so this game is very much ready to be polished and balanced and, and ready to go live later this year. No doubt it's going to be in the autumn time, similar to Call of Duty. That's that's how Battlefield like to play this with EA. They put a lot of force behind it and kind of try and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with that Activision Call of Duty behemoth every year. They take a year off, they come back, the games always look gorgeous. Uh, they have specifically said, by the way, that this will not be coming to PS4 and Xbox One. So this is a very much next-gen only title. Which now makes me think, is that going to be the first proper next-gen game Stadia gets? Because Cyberpunk was cross. Resident Evil obviously came out and said that they're actually going to bring last-gen versions out as well. So that's Resident Evil off the table. So is this the first next-gen game? That's Stadia... Well, again, if Stadia gets it, that is. I'm, I can't think of any of the titles that are purely next-gen yet. All the PlayStation it's ones are either exclusive. Oh, Far Cry Six gotta be yeah, last gen, right? The above. Mm -hmm. It's so early in this console generation that it doesn't make sense for publishers to only publish um, the major titles on the new generation, especially with the console shortages. Yeah. When you look how many PlayStation 4s out there compared to 5s, why wouldn't you want it on PlayStation 4 at this point in time? Oh, 100%. But there always has to be that cutoff yeah. point. We know that where yeah. the, the technology gets too far away from last gen and it starts being detrimental to the to the design I, and the, the scope of the game. My guess is EA for Battlefield have looked at it and went, this isn't going to run on PS4, so we're not going to put it on this. That would be a smart decision. And it really depends on when... Uh, when production started on it. If production started on it five years ago, then, of course, it'll just be 
it'll come out and it'll come out on everything because that's the level of technology they were developing for at the time. But if they started developing this two years ago when PS5 and and XX SSX dev kits were going out, mm-hmm. then maybe they were like, well, we just have no plans. There's no point in going backwards forward only, and it's not going to come out for another X, you know, X months. Hopefully by then all the shortages will be resolved. I say because we bought a house, we're moving into it in two weeks, and I want to buy an X and have it under my giant TV that I'm finally able to buy because my wife is letting me have a giant TV. So I hope the shortages are done soon because I want one. Fingers crossed. Uh, As a point to that, the last Battlefield game, Battlefield 5, was released in 2018. Uh, It did have its final expansion uh, into the jungle, came out uh, 2020. So it has been some time, actually. I didn't realize it had been that long since the last entry. And the EA did also clarify next month that they were taking staff off of from Criterion uh, from the Need for Speed title to work on this game. Um, that could be something to do with them purchasing Codemasters and them maybe wanting to use Codemasters expertise on the new Need for Speed entry. But it looks like all of their focus right now is on Battlefield and obviously their sports franchises that get annualized. Um, but this, uh, unless someone in the comments let us know, I'm confident this is probably the first next-gen game that Stadia could get, if it's one of that magic EA5 we were promised. Because uh, we noticed every uh, pre-show that Mr. Phil Harrison said these five EA titles were coming. He said that almost a year to the day. Yeah. So either we'd no, like an well, update. You, you haven't been following. His, <laughs> you haven't been following his secret Twitter account. He posts all the time. His TikToks are hilarious. Oh, if only, if only, I would laugh at Phil Harrison's TikTok videos if he was to put some out. But uh, yeah, almost so. Yeah, a year to the day. Two titles still in the bag, and you'll have to check out our side quest show to get our deeper thoughts on it. But essentially, would you would you feel slightly? frustrated Avery if the two spare tiles we're waiting on ended up just being FIFA 22 and Madden 22 so you'll have four two of the same franchise of the five how would that sit with you you know there's there's nothing saying this is part of that there's nothing saying only five EA titles ever will be on Stadia yeah it's there are currently five what he was saying without being able to verbalize it because you can't is we've signed a contract for Mm -hmm. five probably we paid for three of them and then the other two they're just giving us so we signed a contract for five that doesn't mean that since that time a year ago now they haven't signed further contracts for further titles um i would be real surprised if now that what likely happened was the contract that they signed was to do the dev work to get frostbite running Mm -hmm. um on stadium that was the contract that they signed. And so they knew they could get these number of titles. So I wouldn't surprise me if we get catalog titles as some of those five. There was nothing saying five brand new titles because mm-hmm. Fallen Order was one of those. So yeah. it could be catalog titles, could be the Mass Effect, could be uh, lots of things. Could be Need for Speed. Uh, they have plenty of, of stuff in their back catalog from Frostbite. So to me... It's not that we will only ever get five EA titles. If we if they stop at five and we no longer get any other EA titles for the life of the rest of the Stadia console, there's a lot bigger of a problem there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the problem. It wasn't what the five were. It's that there were only five. This was the first deal between EA and Stadia, basically. Yeah. We've made a deal for five titles. It's why I, 
I actually think it's less likely to be to be backlog from too too long ago, because it doesn't wouldn't make sense to be set a deal around that. It'd be titles that are active, hmm. and I did speculate that Anthem could have been one of them. Yeah, which... We all know where that went. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, I think the big reason that I'm quite confident that it could be Battlefield is because it is it'll be in the public mind's eye. EA have already probably signed off on a big marketing campaign for it, so that kind of goes hand in hand with with any promotion. Stadia essentially get free marketing because EA are going to front the cash for that one. Um, they just need hopefully their logo on 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 all of the marketing. That's the only thing we need to happen. Um, but again, it's it's a big shooter. It's in the it's going to be in the vernacular of people like this coming autumn and. Yeah, I just like to see. It. I think Stadia needs a good AAA first-person shooter and another big title. Resident Evil. We've seen how good Cyberpunk and Resident Evil were for the platform. They need to keep getting that those big hitters. If another year passes and we don't get one of the hand, we probably know Call of Duty is a long, long way off. We know Fortnite's probably a long way off from what we've heard from from Epic and Activision. EA clearly are willing to play ball to some degree, so this should be something where Stadia can put their eggs in this basket and say, "Well, can we get Battlefield?" And uh, if it runs well, if it does great, it's, it's great for all parties, hopefully. So other than that, there's not really that many franchises, like you said, Richie, they don't want to delve too back, far back into the back catalogue because then how beneficial is for either party? So you've, business is always a forward face and they're always thinking about the next thing in the future. They might look back to make a bit of money off nostalgia, but is it worth it? So we'll see. Uh, you and me, Richie, are big fans, hopefully, of uh, the Mass Effect Legend Edition and we're hoping for a stealth drop on Stadia this coming week because me and Richie both said Avery that we're both going to spend several hundred hours probably on our PS5s if that's the case because we're both looking to play it we've never played Mass Effect games before there's a there's a compilation game coming out this May I'm going to be playing it if it's not I'd, I'd, I'd love to, to play it on Stadia nothing more than rumours <laughs> yeah and if it's not coming to Stadia then there's me and Richie who are going to be playing a, diff- a competitor's console for the foreseeable because that's three games in one and it's little decisions like this that over time they start to stack up so we shall see we shall see indeed but that's uh, Battlefield 6 let us know your thoughts in the comments down below if you think we'll be getting it uh, this coming autumn Uh, if not let us know why Uh, next big story up on the news doc this week however is from Ubisoft very similar to EA big massive corporation runs multiple studios around the globe and brings us wonderful games bit of an update on Ubisoft Plus this past week and we said uh, pre-show Avery we're delighted to have you here being uh, stateside where in particular United States are you based is it I want to say Baltimore in the Baltimore Maryland area yes yes boom do you know Charm City helps granted there's no reason you'd know that our nickname is Charm City nope Uh, so yeah the nickname uh, I will I will no longer I so my wife and I actually had a very fascinating um discussion yesterday over we're moving uh about 40 minutes outside the city uh as of you know two two weeks from now when the close happens uh and i was like well is that still the suburbs would we consider that a suburb so i might be a baltimore suburbanite (laughs) soon enough um otherwise i'll have to change my name to bel-air city i don't know i I'm, i'm i'm moving with my auntie and uncle to bel-air maryland no well everyone knows how that one goes uh, for the, the amount of years I call it just Maryland as a child as well. Uh, we have in the UK we have things it's called Merlin. Yeah, M U R Merlin. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we have uh, over in the UK some of the, some of the best yeah. uh, cookies you can get. Uh, Maryland chocolate chip cookies. They are good. 
They are very good. I spent many years of my childhood eating an entire packet in one go. Probably nothing to do with your with your state or locale. He, but... say, he says childhood. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta look these up now. <laughs> Maryland chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Uh, you get a few different Maryland varieties. Chocolate chip cookies. I'm guessing they're not in, uh, in any oh, shape affiliated. From Burton's Biscuits. Um, Maryland range. Full chocolate chip. Yeah, no, those just look like cookies. They just yeah. look like normal yeah. cookies. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Um, they look good, but they just look like normal cookies. Yeah, there's nothing Our special. They're just here. good value. <laughs> yeah. They're cheap. We have these cookies called, they're, they're called burger cookies. B-E-R-G-E-R. And they're like ultra thin and crispy. Um, and the, the big one of those are, they're called black and whites. So they're they're cookies they're flat almost sugar cookies coated one half with like chocolate and one half with I think white chocolate maybe mm, it's vanilla or okay. not so that it's like a black and white disc um and that's the big cookie over here in merlin that's awesome granted you guys are from where the mary of maryland is so like she was a figure over there and slightly important uh, aside from that yeah <laughs> um i'm still on the hunt for the united states orange fanta because the orange fanta in the uk is it's it's not orange fanta quite frankly to me it's it's watered down there's certain eu regulations that prevent us from putting the sugar in that makes the drink taste amazing and whereas yours is genuinely orange ours is like a a pissy yellow it's terrible in comparison uh (laughs) it's it's them pesky numbers yeah that that apparently yeah they're not healthy for you let's let's pivot back to (laughs) towards stadiums you come you Welcome back to Sounds of Snacking here on the... <laughs> one day, one day. But yes, yeah, so, so Ubisoft, uh, they kind of confused everybody this week. Well, I say Ubisoft. Stadia confused everybody this week um, by announcing that Ubisoft Plus was now available in the US, which, uh, looking at the Twitter thread, everyone questioned, isn't it already out? And they had to clarify that actually it's just now available within the app. To which inevitably brought an entire backlash of everyone else in the on the planet, asking when is it coming to everybody else. So right at the moment, it's still only available in the United States. Great th- chance that we've got you on Avery because either you've possibly had a chance to get it, or you're surrounded by people who can actively use it and play this subscription model. Uh, the rest of the globe, however, where funnily enough Ubisoft is primarily based in Canada, <laughs> France, and everywhere else, yeah. they don't have access to it and. I think it's starting to bug a couple of people because they're, they're, these Ubisoft titles come out, people want to play them, and there's a lot of people who I've seen who are actively holding off for this subscription rather than going out and buying the games outright. And uh, yeah, so have you had a chance to play it yet? Isn't it a weird marketing push to put out <laughs> when it's not really news? And uh, yeah, how do you feel on Ubisoft Plus? Have you got it yourself? So I, I have not subscribed, but I'm in the boat of people who have not purchased. Like, I didn't buy Immortals Phoenix Rising because I figured at some point I would subscribe mm-hmm. to Ubisoft Plus for a month, play all I wanted of it, and then stop. Um, I got I wouldn't have bought Valhalla. I didn't buy Valhalla. I got a code draw, huh? But I wouldn't have bought Valhalla on the same thing. I would have waited, bought, you know, did the Ubisoft Plus play for a month. So we, we had, you know, of course, we ran an article on this, and we, we had the same reaction at first. We're like, wait. We already have this. What is different? So we reached out to Google for clarification. We reached out to Zebra, their their PR firm. And the first clarification they gave us was, oh, uh, this is just Ubisoft Plus is leaving beta. So it was a beta. Now it's leaving beta. We're like, 
okay, but what does that mean? Does that actually serve any purpose? Are you doing anything with it? And then about 10 minutes later, I got another email saying, sorry, it's not that it's leaving beta. It's that it can now be purchased inside the app. So apparently it's still a beta, still US only. The only change was that it could now be purchased inside the app. And yet none of their phrasing anywhere had anything remotely resembling that information in it. It was one of the weirdest and worst launches of a Stadia thing that they've done. Not worse in terms of like, oh, pitchforks and torches, but worse is like, guys just failed at this. Yeah. Like, there was no success. You rolled a, a two. You didn't roll a that <laughs> one. It wasn't a critical failure, but you rolled a two on this public relations check. Like, why? Yeah, it kind yeah, of just, just reminded everyone that it's not out yet fully. Yeah, that's, that's it, all it did. It's a controversy. <laughs> from nothing, they've created like it's an update to the app. It should have been a minor. Fo- they should have been at the bottom of the show. If they've done yeah, it properly. all you had said was, and now you can use your you, you can use your Google Pay account to subscribe for to Ubisoft Plus in the US beta only. Like, just put that at the very bottom little thing. But to make it a headline mm. of the story, hey guys. Big Ubisoft news. Big, 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 big. And everybody's like, no. Yeah. Not big. And plus, you if you already had subscribed to it, you've already subscribed to it. So it doesn't really impact anybody who's currently subscribed to it. So now they'll get four more people subscribed to it. Yeah. Because I guarantee you with those, those like, basic, like, obviously, we know you can only use so many characters on Twitter and your headline article can only fit so many words in. Everybody, and me included, saw the little notification pop up. Saw the mention of Ubisoft Plus, and I thought, oh, fantastic. It's it's now out. Clicked it, read it, and then got confused, and then more confused as I read the article. And then, yep. and it, again, yeah, Richie, it just served a reminder that yeah. the rest of the world don't have it yet, or in beta, or any way, shape, or form. And then that kind of just relights the fire of saying, when are we going to get it? Because people are holding off, and rightly so, to save money to try out this subscription model. Uh, and it's great that it works in app now. That's wonderful. It's a great quality of life improvement. But it's not headline, tweet-worthy news, really. So, I just don't know why they're not just doing like a global base. How much would it cost them to get it set up in the UK and mainland Europe? But like, there's got. I don't. This has puzzled us too because. Yeah. I'm trying to work out in my head. Like, I I know I work for a software company. I know there are reasons you do things in the order you do things. There are technical reasons or there are business reasons. It's either there's either a technical challenge or there's a an operational challenge. And the operational challenge could be regulatory or it could be something with licensing fees. Maybe they're they're licensed to do, like Ubisoft Europe's licensing for some of these games is different because they were published by Ubisoft Canada, and so the license only covers Mm. blah, 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 whatever. So there's got to be a reason that they haven't done it yet, but I can't think of any technical reason because you can still play Portals Phoenix Rising in Poland. You just can't get Ubisoft Plus poland on stadia that's the thing it's like ubisoft plus already exists in the countries we're talking about the games we're talking about already exist on stadia it feels like everything should be in place yeah it's just kind of the semantics in between that's stopping it that's yeah that's all it really is which is odd but uh yeah headline news maybe it was a quiet week for them this week and uh (laughs) 
they put it out there. It can't be far off now, surely. Like, how long does it stay in beta? Like, what what no. information are they gathering this week from this beta than they would have done a month ago? Like, surely they know the demographic, they know the Stadia player base, they know the existing Stadia uh, Ubisoft Plus player base in those countries. So, just kind of flick the switch, guys. <laughs> not not sure if you guys are, are fans of of musicals. I'm a big Broadway fan, West End for you guys over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a musical uh, about there's a Shrek musical. Mm-hmm. Um, David Lindsay Abair, um, really fantastic musical. I starred Sutton Foster uh, as as Fiona, and her intro song is her in the tower singing about how today is the day that the prince is going to come and rescue me. And it starts with a little girl. There's a princess in a tower, you know, um, and she's like, "It's day forty three. I know it's today." And then she goes around the tower, and out comes a teenager. She's like day number 915 I know it's today and then she goes around the tower and then Sutton Foster comes out and she's like day number 4823 I know it's today uh, and it happened to be that day for her but that's the whole thing about like Ubisoft Plus Luna launching in other places like it's gotta be soon guys it's that reminds gotta, me it's day number actually. 894 it's gotta be soon yeah. we actually had a count, a count, a count up um, from how long um, it took between FIFA launching another platform to launching on Stadia. It needs to be done. Because... I know it's today. I know it's yeah. today. And, and, and I, I know, know it's today. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of people over at Stadia Source, I think, follow the same thing with us that we just want some kind of clarity on dates, times, yeah. time frames for most things because the rest, thing. the rest yeah. of the industry does that. Yeah, here we are still. 2021. <laughs> I don't know if I should say it because I had a terrible, terrible thought today. Uh, I was scrolling Twitter when I first woke up and somebody was like, Stadia, all I want is to be able to buy a six month subscription or a 12 month yeah, subscription that. Uh, so yeah. that at a discount. And what triggered in the back of my mind is if they can't do that because they don't know if it'll be here in 12 months. But that's a horrible thought and it's not true. And I don't want to believe that. They wouldn't tell us until the day before anyway. No. So we could live happily up until the day of the execution. And then we were like, oh, well, like, I don't have a long, slow, painful death. At least just get it over and done with. we're all with. getting virtual refunds now. Okay. Massive refund, hopefully. Um, but moving on then to some, other, some, some actual news, I guess. Uh, Ubisoft Plus be, will be with us when, probably by the time this podcast goes up, I wouldn't be surprised if it just shadow drops. Uh, yeah. This Sunday afternoon, that, that's the, the way of things. Uh, we did no, find out, today. though... <laughs> We are getting uh, the long-running series continuing, Farming Simulator 22. Now, this bodes well for hopefully other tiles because there's some there's some disruption as well out there regarding Football Manager 22 being non-existent on the platform. Obviously, we don't know about the future FIFA and Madden sports titles, but these, these games that usually have yearly iterations, you'd hate to think that the next entry does not come to the platform. Something's seriously wrong from a business stand or relationship standpoint. If they're happy to put one on and then something's happened, which prevents the next follow up coming to the platform, that doesn't bode well. So if we don't see FIFA 22, if we don't see Madden 22, if football manager just never comes, how long does that go on for before it starts becoming really detrimental? Because it's not a good look if you're, It's almost like they tried it and they didn't like it. So, hopefully not. But Farming Simulator is here to back that up. With the shortest teaser ever. When that happens... (laughs) Hat. Another hat. (laughs) Um, 
when that happens, unfortunately, when that happens, it's because Stadia put down a check for number one and didn't put down a check for number two. If if we never get the next FIFA or the next Madden, it's because Stadia wrote a really big check for the first two and I wrote a really big check for football. The last football manager didn't write the really big check for the next one, and the sales and redemption numbers uh, mm-hmm. via Stadia Pro or via actual sales didn't prove out that they would make their money back working on the next one. That is not to say that in two years, three years, four years, when Stadia keeps putting out those money hats, they can they can say Stadia, the Stadia sales team um, will go to a uh, an EA or a Capcom or a Square and say, okay, you're doing Final Fantasy, you've, you've got Final Fantasy 16 out there. The year's exclusivity is over for uh, for, for PlayStation. Um, Final Fantasy 15, we paid you $10 million to bring that game. <laughs> I would hope not. We paid you $5 million to bring mm-hmm. that game to our platform and we saw 100,000 sales. Not great, whatever. This last game we paid $5 million for, we saw 800,000 sales. So that means you should bring your next game to us. So just, this is the whole thing about getting sequels, the, the next farming simulator, the next whatever. Don't put too much stock in it being a big deal right now. It sucks for people who want to play the next whatever, the next football manager. And yes, it just means yet another missed opportunity to put that person in the Stadio system and keep them there. But it doesn't mean that we're done with that series forever. I think when you start looking at the history in 20 years, assuming Stadia is still around, there were just going to be gaps. Mm. We got Madden 21. We didn't get 22, 23, but we did get 24 because, you know, or things of that nature. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's that yeah. they need that war chest of money and hopefully think- the closure of the studios will give them that freedom to dish out the cash a little bit. Maybe it's more independently to those studios to keep these things because I think consistency is is very important when it comes to keeping people in an ecosystem I think it's not necessarily gaps we'll get I think it's more like delays like we have we saw with FIFA like football manager 21 is confirmed to come to Stadia but the season's getting towards the end now well that's that's the problem with this this, I thought it had never been confirmed and that was the problem Uh, it's it's got Peggy rating that's as close okay, to confirmed well, as you're getting on said, yeah. Yeah, until it's in the blog, that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully only a matter of time, but thankfully Farming Simulator are out there in the pastures, flying the flag for uh, for repeated titles. And uh, yeah, first <clears throat> ever game we streamed on Stadia, Farming Simulator 21. There you go. Oh, 20 wasn't they? Didn't do a 21. Yeah, they skipped skipped. Yeah, they just pe- peppered us with their DLC instead. Yeah. Uh, so nobody the... wanted anything more from 20 <laughs> we're all done with 20 yeah. 20 can just rot that is true uh, so it's back the ultimate farming simulator returns this year uh, I love these simulator games they're not really for me but I just love the fact yeah. they, they exist there's a goat simulator yeah. farming simulator uh, what else is there there's like there's everything isn't there Tra- I think I had a yeah, bit... train roller coaster Truck simu- I was watching Truck uh, either Stadia yeah. Stadia Dad or Stadia Vet um Stadia Pro, one of the three Stadia something gamings. Um, I, I jumped into their stream last night, and I think they were playing Truck Simulator on GeForce Now, and it was just watching them like trying to deliver a thing of pipes somewhere without smashing into buildings. And, and I and I watched it for longer than I thought I would, <laughs> just fascinatedly, just going, "Oh, is he gonna? He's gonna hit the thing? Yeah. Oh, he didn't hit the thing. Okay. Oh, oh, stop side, stop side, stop side. Like he went down a dead end. How is he gonna turn?" <laughs> find out he's next gonna week. have to do an 88 point turn 
Yeah, there is something therapeutic about the like management yeah. games. We've said the uh, the upcoming uh, hundred days, the wine simulator in the yeah. orchard that looks fantastic there's just something about we've it we've got plans for that we've got <laughs> drunken plans for that one uh, so just do an ASMR stream of it oh yeah you, if you don't drink wine while streaming that mm-hmm. one what are you doing with your life what's wrong oh we are drinking wine doing that, with all, that yeah. was the, that's basically you the don't plans drink... we're, going to drink, we're going to drink wine and play um, wine simulator <laughs> if, you, if you don't drink mead while streaming Mirix Market the blacksmithing simulator, yeah exactly what are you doing with your life oh, I'm going to have to buy some mead now the opportunities are endless so yeah new players new agriculture new animals new forestry all the other things you would expect from a farming simulator cranked up to the max so fill your boots when that one comes out with that 16 player multiplayer oh I didn't so wow, you one. can run your own farm with all of your friends collectively i'm just there's part of me that looks at that and goes, that seems like the dumbest thing in the world. And then there's part of me that looks at that and goes, like, watching the stream going, all right, Jake, are you doing that? Okay, so you're getting the, no, 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 bring the wheat, bring the wheat over. Okay, great. Now we're going to have, no, 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 uh, Mary, you need to go over there. Like, I could see that just being weirdly, like, you can, yeah. Weird, yeah. really. I don't want to play it, but I can totally watch that and see, like, people, like, running an entire farm. I just want one of the 16 people just, like, floating above it, watching everybody else's tractors go. Mm. Who lost the combine the house? Gaming Source Network to do, like, a farming sim stream. <laughs> you can just <laughs> sit back and watch it. Everyone. Yeah, so I would, have been, I would have just watch all of the... Uh, all right, and Blue Bobs is now putting in the canola. Okay, and uh, that'd be very different than my old yeah. Bobberman streams where I'm like, oh, and he... Like, oh, and Blue Bobs just unfortunately took out his left cattle yeah. fence. He's gone yeah. indeed. So that was part of the community blog this week. Quite thin on the ground with that one. They also mentioned that Legend of the Keep of Keepers. I always want to advert in there. Uh, it's coming. We knew about that. It got a it got a Peggy rating or a, some kind of rating not too long back. So uh, that's coming April 29th. So at the time of listening, you may be able to pick that up uh, some point later in the week. Uh, essentially, you're a dungeon master. Tom's mentioned it before. It kind of it's it's a reverse dungeon crawler where you're actually the bad guys instead of the good guys. Uh, for a change, you have to defend your dungeon dungeon rather than take it. Uh, with also kind of anti heroes. And uh, the other only real game news this week was we got Judgment came out uh, from Sega the kind of Yakuza spin-off series I've seen a couple of people tweeting about it runs very well from what I've heard uh, not really for me at that particular price for a remastered game but uh, I'll keep one eye on it uh, either of you two gentlemen jump into Judgment dish out any Judgment spelled differently in both not of our correct my... respective countries yeah. we had an E in the UK yeah, apparently it's... Not my. it's not my kind of game I think so Somebody's gonna stream it on the channel. Maybe I've got, Blue yeah. Bob's or Felix, but yeah, I just—it's just not my. I mean, it looks fun. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure it's a great game. It's just not my, not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, for me, it's—I'm kind of saying it's something that I'll, I'd be intrigued by, and if I didn't have a decent backlog of games already, I'd be—I'd be tempted mm. to give it a go, but. Unfortunately, I do have too many games I want to play. So. Everybody has a back catalogue. That's that's yeah. the problem with their gaming today. Even the the pro library is totally getting away from me right now. There's games in there that I, I they drop the free. I go, that's great. I'll I'll get round to that. And then another month ticks over and I haven't touched them. And they fall slowly yeah. further back into that catalogue without a search bar. So I can't find them again. They just lost the time and the clouds. 
Um, moving on then from the community blog, uh, aside from the Stadia-specific news, we did hear from the uh, developers of Celeste, which we know is a very well-revered Stadia game, one of the pro games uh, that we just mentioned. Uh, they, uh, extremely okay games, have announced uh, they're working on another title, which we kind of expected. It's called Earthblade. It's, gonna two, it's a 2D explore action game in a seamless pixel art world, um, and they've released some teaser art for that game as well. Uh, with it being the follow-up to Celeste, I think it's probably going to come with a little bit more fanfare than Celeste initially did because of all the Game of the Year awards and such that it received. Super fun game, Celeste. So I'm excited to see what they're uh, bringing. And again, this goes back to our EA thing everywhere. I would expect, by default, this should be coming to Stadia. We got Celeste. I'd like to think that relationship went well. The game was well-received. It went pro. So there's a relationship there, and I'd hate to think that they're working on this one in a, in a smaller team Google couldn't coerce into bringing across the stadia. So by default, I just think, yeah, it's coming. Whatever this exciting new title will be, they can coerce. I have to them. imagine, too. Cause, and again, it's going to be a 2D action game. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have a very high technical debt to it. There's no reason to think that this won't already be on it. And, it's, and Celeste is probably one of the along with like Dead Cells and uh, Hollow Knight and Mm. Stardew Valley, it's got to be one of the top three to four to five indie games of the past decade. Like Cuphead in there too, if you consider that indie. Like it it just has to be. So there's no reason to think that we're not also going to get Earthblade. Um, The vibe check and the music was all really, I I think the music in Celeste is almost better than anything else. I just put that soundtrack on every so often when I'm working. Um, and yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if we don't get this. Um, and I think, and, and this one, even Celeste was an interesting choice for Stadia to get to begin mm. with because Celeste is a twitchy platformer and you have to like lag is the death of Celeste. You can't have lag and latency in that game or you just can't play the game. I beat the whole thing on Stadia and it was wonderful. I loved mm-hmm. every minute of it. Um, Scarlet's played quite a bit of it on our channel as well. And so it's, it's, there's no reason to think we won't get it, and and it should be a much better received game on our side um, as well this time around because people are like, Celeste? You can't play that on laggy Stadia. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's all great. Stadia's nowhere near as laggy as people make out. Like, no. I've never had, I've never felt any real latency or lag or in any Stadia title I've ever played. That's what, we, that's what we're here for. the pixelation every so often, but that's fine. That's no. usually packet loss probably caught from your You're You're your still networking. playing Doom Eternal from uh, in your Chrome browser. That's yeah. still amazing. Yeah. yeah, It's still amazing. Yeah. yeah. One of the messages we always get out is our channel, your channel, every other Stadia channel, there's, there's literally thousands upon thousands of hours of content you can now watch and there is not a difference from playing it on a local console to streaming it. We've done like and we've all I mean we've all done the Stadia Super Saturday events, twenty four marathons, yeah. but like us ourselves, we've run like eight, nine hour streams nonstop with no glitches, no hiccups, jumping from game to game, from frantic shooters to chilled out indie games and it works. So as long as you've got internet there's nothing, but you're, yeah. you're right in pointing that out. Yeah, Twitchy Games, and uh, I'll use this opportunity to bring up a great article over at StadiaSource.com from our friend Luke, as well as one of your ri- review writers over there. Not review writers, he's one of your writers over there. Uh, editorialists. Editorialists, yeah. and uh, we call them many other names other than editorialists, but uh, 
He's one Usually of our Luke. friends. <laughs> Usually Luke. Uh, <laughs> and that article goes in depth about how Celeste and kind of like mental health and stuff is really, really important. And I think if you've got a time, go check that out because it's, uh, it's very well written and it's a, it's a great uh, read to do with gaming too. But yeah, Celeste, I'm sure we're probably some time off with them being a small studio, but if it's anywhere, even half as good as Celeste, I look forward to seeing it on Stadia. They're, they have a it's it's dangerous because Celeste is so awesome that now it's like we've yeah. got to land this has to work yeah I feel the a bit next, sorry for them the next <laughs> game from Eric Barone if it's not Stardew Valley greatness is gonna be real bad like you have to you can't not you can't just not deliver on the next one should we start the campaign now to take the pressure off the devs because the, so how highly Celeste is rated, that's an insane standard to try and hold them to every single game. Call it the, the 7 out of 10 campaign. We're going to be yeah. happy if you give us yeah. a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Just, that's fine. Just needs to be good. Just good. And uh, 7 out of 10 is probably what we gave the Square Enix Presents watch-along that we did, Richie, a few weeks ago. And next story up on the dock is that Square Enix have confirmed that they will be at E3 2021. So it's starting to pick up some traction now. Uh, the publishers came out and confirmed that they're doing, again, of course, an all-digital event because the world's not quite right yet. So they're going to be there, no doubt, with another Square Enix Presents, which is the title of their showcase. Uh, we got quite a lot out of the last one. Very Stadia beneficial as well. Uh, they've been very big supporters of Stadia. We've got Avengers. We've got Outriders. We've got uh, Life Dragon is Strange. West. Dragon Quest. There's a lot of titles Square Enix have put across. Final Fantasy's on there, of course. Uh, a couple of things I'd like to see come across would be cool. It'd be nice if we saw the Nier Replicant game that just came out this week. I feel like I've seen it advertised everywhere. There's a lot of titles in Square Enix's library. We've got the Tomb Raider games, of course, are all there. Uh, so hopefully, again, I'm a big fan of those. Love them to pieces. I'm hoping the next iteration also comes to Stadia. There's no reason why it shouldn't. So I'm a big fan of uh, the games that, that come across and support. And... Uh, it's nice to see them being at E3. I think Avery, you're probably looking forward to it this year because it's all going to be in one place. It's not going to be dragged out across several months yeah. like last year was. It's actually, it seems like they're all agreeing to just get together in June and just do their digital presentations over that yeah. weekend, which is what we're traditionally used to. And last year was just every man and his dog just opted to do a digital showcase any day of the week. And it is, as reviewers in the games news website, it's bloody hard to keep up with everybody. Right. And then you're and you're watching like this one's at two in the afternoon and this one's at nine because they're in Japan and this one's at this time and you're like I just want just put it all in one place skip it I'm just gonna read the Verge article on it and then do a summary on my own I just can't yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this one um, particularly we're far enough out from um, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake supposedly had a one-year exclusivity period. That period was up last week, I believe, and we have yet to hear about any releases on any other platform. So if they're going to do it... We do know it's really coming to one more platform. It's coming to PS5. <laughs> well, 5, yes, with the inter, integrate, yeah. intercession, intermediary, inter, interactive, whatever they... they integrate. They, they need to stop. But anyways... <laughs> Yes. yes. Um, they just need to stop. But um, so we know that. But I don't consider that a new platform. I consider yeah. that just a. Yeah, I don't. Really um, so I'm hoping that the E3 news will give us that it is going to launch on Xbox. That it is going to launch on Stadia. Like that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know if I'm going to be seriously let down or if the contract that made Integrate happen gave them another exclusivity period. Um, but I'm hoping. 
I'm hoping, hoping, oh. hoping, because Final Fantasy is my Final Fantasy VII is still in my top three video games of all time, and I've been playing games since in, for 30 years now. Like I, I'm hoping I want to play the remake. I don't own a PlayStation system. I'm hoping it'll come out on PC, at least PC. Comes out on PC, I'm happy because I have one yeah. that'll that'll be able to play it. Stadia would get be lucky. great. I might get lucky. lucky. We'll see. Keep keep going. I'll we'll get a decent deal on the PS4, like eBay or something. As people trick getting rid I, of them. If I'm to... gonna buy one, yeah. I, if I'm I'm just gonna buy a PS5. Yeah. I, mm. But I'm probably I'm probably gonna buy I'm probably gonna buy an X. Um, yeah. I just I don't. I don't have a great reason to buy the X over the uh, 5, so this is going to sound horrible, but my primary reason is I just think the PS5 is ugly as sin. I agree. Um, and, <laughs> and I don't need a Tower of Sauron in my in my home. Um, so that's probably why I'm leaning toward the X. Well, let me actually let me clarify that. I'm leaning toward the X also because of the browser, which means I can play Stadia on it. Um, and G4's yeah, on now. Edge, I saw that. So, yeah. So that might... That's probably the that's probably the real thing that put me over the edge of that one. Over the edge. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, edge browser. Good old edge browser. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny you should mention the Tower of Sauron because I would quite happily have one if it looked more like the Tower of Sauron in my house <laughs> as a big Lord of the Rings yeah. fan. I'd love that a little red eye on the top. Uh, and I know as you were saying that, I think Richie's is creeping over his shoulder staring at him right now as well. Yeah, in, yeah. In his box. <laughs> the box is there. Creeping up on you. <laughs> uh, but you did mention in there as well, if, if it comes to PC. Now that brings us on to our next story uh, of the week, and that is CD Projekt Red released some of the uh, Cyberpunk sales numbers. Uh, units sold by a platform. They're still going through the whole refund process. And essentially, all the damage that was done... Barely anyone in the grander scheme of things refunded it. So they still made millions upon millions. And they did release a kind of a little pie uh, chart out there to showcase what was sold. And it was funny you said PC there, Avery. And that immediately just brought up this story because uh, Stadia was bundled in with PC, funnily enough, in this little, uh, this little pie segment. So we've got PlayStation 4, 28% units sold. Uh, Xbox One, 17% units sold. So there's the market split there. PC and Stadia, 56%, the lion's share of the market. However, with Stadia not being broken down into its own category, it's hard to tell the numbers. And uh, I think a couple of people on Twitter were right out and point out it's probably best not knowing uh, at this moment in time. But uh, yeah. it's nice to see it up there. And I would love to see some like hard, concrete numbers at some point. But I don't think it should be from a, a publisher and a, a separate developer. It should be from Stadia Direct. Yeah, and they're, they're not going to publish that numbers unless they're amazing. Unless they're up there with the Xbox and PlayStation, they're not publishing them numbers. They could quite rightly just we'll come never, out and say anyone with, a G, anyone with a Gmail yeah. has Stadia. If we go by like Game Pass rules, yeah. when they say like 30 million, <laughs> 30 million people are playing Sea of Thieves, and it's like, are they though? Are they? So yeah, anyone who's got a Gmail, Tricky. which would be in the billions right now, billions of people are playing yeah. active Stadia. <laughs> I still think Stadia still haven't quite figured out how to sell their platform to people. You know, no. I, as a as a person who works in software, um, I get requests from my clients for bits of numbers and things of that nature, and I can tell you flat out. Sometimes I will. I I know the numbers. I have the numbers available, or I'll go query them and I'll I'll be good. Yeah. And sometimes I my response to the client will be, "Oh yes, it's this. We we my my company sends three hundred million emails a month." Sometimes my response will be, 
Unfortunately, I'm just not at liberty to share those numbers. I didn't get permission from my partners uh, to share I, those with you. And it's because when I, I looked at the number, the numbers I didn't correct. get it. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask anybody if I want to share those. Uh, or I, unfortunately, I don't have numbers on that. Oh, I have numbers on that. I'm not telling you. So yeah. that's, st we're never, we're never going to get stadium numbers until the number is big enough to be impressive. And I bet you, so we've got, um, we have Google I.O. coming up in just mm -hmm. a little bit. And uh, the expectation, it's reasonable to expect that something stadium will be there. I personally think the only thing stadium that's going to be there is going to be the, the, the Chromecast or Google TV. That's where they'll announce it. We're not going to mm -hmm. get it until June or May. And then that's where they'll announce it. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, that's just me. Maybe we'll get big announcements. It'll be wonderful. New controller colors. Who knows? But one of the things that they do every year at Google I.O. is they put up the numbers. Here's the Android distribution. Here's how many Chrome users have. Here's how many Google Photos have been taken. And... I doubt we get numbers from Stadia because I mm. don't think they will show a number until the number gets into the seven-digit mark, and I don't think we're there yet. Mm -hmm. Until they can say we have 2.3 million daily active users on Stadia, which I don't think we have, I don't think we're going to see numbers. It's going to be five years. Mm. I think it's going to be three to five years yeah. before they start actually putting those numbers on screen to be able to say we've sold 10 million controllers or we sold this. I might be wrong. Could be surprised. It's the same thing with Cyberpunk. They weren't going to come out and say sold 85,000 copies on Stadia. Yeah. Because 85,000 copies for a brand new platform might be impressive. Might very well be impressive. Yeah. But when they sold like several million copies of it, hmm. it's, it, it just doesn't it, you know, it's it's the it's the meme of the little kid, and then there's the giant with all the arrows hitting it. That's yeah. like, you know, we're the little kid right now. Mm. It, we're, we're just not going to see that. Yeah, it's an interesting one with statistics because in theory, Stadia just lives on in perpetuity. There is no generational leap. So whereas PlayStation 4 inevitably will stop once production stops, Stadia could just keep getting bigger and bigger. So in 50 years, it could just outlive them all by numbers sold, by purely not yeah. having generation this iterations. Success by persistence. <laughs> yeah, we will outlive them all. But uh, an interesting one I'm thinking looking at the stats is I wonder at what point we can, or someone, can re reverse engineer the stats. So you look at sales on Steam, you look at sales on GOG, and then from that deduct the Stadia sales because that can't be that far off. That's right? interesting. That's doable. Somebody tweet Jack to slip. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack's our guy. Um, that, that's maths, right? That's how it works. <laughs> we'll just yeah. We'll all, take... all you I'm need. Sorry, give me one second. I have to tweet at him right now. <laughs> all all you need is the numbers for one of these platforms, and you've got the numbers for all the platforms. Hmm. Well, yeah, because you can take away the yeah. PlayStation One sold because Sony and them are always big on that. And so yeah, yeah, at some point we will we will re reverse engineer this. I believe in us. Not now because we're doing a podcast and obviously yeah. we'll probably be silent clicking and typing away for the next 20 minutes while we figure out yeah. some uh, some number crunching. We're but yeah. always on podcast, let's yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but every, yeah, you hit up, you hit up Jack because I know he's the stats guy. He'll uh, he'll be able to do this. I believe in him. Yeah. I believe in him. Uh, but yeah, interesting sad punk talking about it. It's obviously, it's kind of weird business sense that they throw about how much profit they made from a broken product and I think just pure down to probably I'd imagine a lot of people didn't refund it just down to laziness I'd be one of them people the game actually yeah. ran to a degree but I wasn't pissed off to that degree actually I, I played on Stadia so it worked for me so a lot of people also that. are probably just waiting for it to be patched <laughs> and stuff like okay it's kind of broken now 
But if I just wait out, I still want to play this game. Yeah. I've done that with a lot of games where I buy them and just never get around to playing them. So I just I own them, but they're just going to forever sit on my shelf or sit in my library. But uh, they made money, and I guess they've always got The Witcher to fall back on, and they've said they're going to support it. So I'm sure it'll be phenomenal one day, but we'll see how many patches we get for that one. People have tossed a coin to their Witcher. <laughs> exactly. There are lots of coins. Uh, final stories, just a quick wrap for the week. The Immortals... Rising DLC, the final one, has is finally dropped. Uh, I've had a little play of it. It's very weird, guys. I know I mentioned last week, Richie, that I had some odd thoughts on this DLC. Uh, Avery, you mentioned you've not played it yet because you were thinking about Ubisoft+. Plus. It, if you've not looked at this too much, this game is a top-down version of the game. And I've seen loads of people on Twitter say yeah. the control scheme offers no freedom to the people who are now used to how Immortals plays traditionally because it's yeah. practically its own game. I get it. It very much seems like Ubisoft is just testing the water with yeah, different game styles, different genres, with the skin of Immortals Phoenix Rising. It's a new character. It links in with the main story, but it's a, I can't picture any other game who's changed their entire it's an framework. Way to do a tech demo, like let's just put let's just put this as DLC into this game, and then let's see what people think of it. It's just, I can't. Con- we've we think. We've released a new DLC for Borderlands 3 where it's now a top-down racing simulator. Yeah. Like, it's similar. It's so weird. Like, that I've might seen... work for Borderlands, actually, because it is cast. Could, actually. <laughs> Don't yeah. give them ideas. But, yeah, I've seen people say, like, the inventory management, because it is, like, a, a top-down brawler now, essentially. You've got resources to manage a lot more than you did in the main game. Yeah. It's... It's just such an odd choice. Like, great if it works, but yeah. it should have been probably a standalone. New DLC for Call of Duty Warzone. It's now a real time strategy. (laughs) No, then it'd be like new DLC for Call of Duty Warzone. We've added Picross. Like Yeah, I can't I can't think of any other franchise that's pivoted so much from the core gameplay to to this. It's almost like it's almost like somebody um it's the same thing I said with Valhalla that somebody was developing a Vikings game at mm-hmm. Ubisoft and they realized it wouldn't sell enough so they said screw it let's just put it in the Assassin's Creed franchise and throw some elements on there and so maybe the same thing happened here somebody uh, was developing a new uh, isometric <laughs> um, you know brawler game uh, Darksiders Genesis Twin Stick whatever and they were like Ah, it's not going to sell enough. You know what? Change the skins and throw it in as a DLC, and and go from there. Maybe. I'm convinced. That, I'm convinced. Mortal's Phoenix Rising is was anyway just the I, ideas that didn't quite make it for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, or it didn't fit the tone of that game. So we're jettisoning these ideas, but we've got this big collection of awesome ideas. Mm-hmm. Let's make a game around them. Yeah, Zelda's popular. Let's do yeah. something with that. But. Yeah. Like I think my take on that is some similar to what you said everywhere. There's like Ubisoft works across many studios, and the East, the second DLC, the Mists of the Eastern Realm, was developed by a subsidiary of Ubisoft. It wasn't made by the Cause Odyssey team; it was a secondary team. This was probably the same. Where similar to what you said, Avery, they were probably working away on this game, and they came to present it, and they went, "Guys, you're supposed to be making an Immortals game." And they went, "Oh shit! What what was that?" And they went, "It's a third person action adventure with puzzles." They're like. Oh, we thought it was a top-down, like, no. And they went, 
well, we've made it now. What what more can we do? It's like, yeah. well, it's the last DLC. Let's just get it out. And see how it does. Oh no, we were making a, <laughs> a, a, a a soccer simulator. We thought it was okay. Um, it'll be Godball. We'll call it Godball, yeah. and it'll be the new release for. You know, what it could be. There could be a small team working on this, like their own their own idea for a new game. Pictures. It. it got te- turned down. They got moved on to the Immortal Phoenix Rising DLC. So right, we're doing our game anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna just make our game. <laughs> Regardless of what we're told from the higher ups, yeah, they'll never, they'll never know. But oh, we've it, already committed all the code to GitHub. Sorry, nothing we can do about it. Yeah, it's on. it's so peculiar. But I'm gonna play it just because I want the 100% completion. But it's very weird. It plays. I mean, it's fun still, but it's not the yeah. fun I was having from the the other 70 hours I put into the game. It's weird. It's weird. But uh, anyway, that's. Uh, that's uh, the kind of choice. final news story we've got for the week. I'm sure there's other titles and games, DLC and stuff out there. I know Dead by Daylight gets updates that we just don't. I know you, again, Avery on Stadia Sauce, you have the articles for it, but it's so hard to keep up with so many like little incremental stories from everywhere. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that brings us to an end of our big stories on the dock this week. Uh, there was a little only on Stadia segment I will bring up because it's always funny. We do a little thing here on the podcast, Stadia, where it's only on Stadia. This could only happen on Stadia. And uh, similar to the Ubisoft Plus story we covered, uh, the state share stuff that was going on on Twitter where Stadia don't know what games have state share in their library. And uh, people had to tweet at them saying, these are the games. And I think they tweeted back saying, There's only, the only games that are available on Stadia can use state shares, Hitman, Hitman 2, Hitman 3, and Pixel Junk Raiders. And people had to reply to them saying, actually, <laughs> there's yeah, Monster Boys. Monster Boys <laughs> just had an update. Yeah. Yeah, forgotten, forgotten a lot. Of, um, yeah, that is because they outsource that. Yeah, um, every, Jud- judgment it, has it too, right? Scenes, that was what kicked it all off. Yeah. Judgment was, yeah, uh, it's, 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 and it brand new, just added it in. Yeah, that's 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 the behind the scenes for everybody. In case you didn't know, there's not actually Google employees responding to these things. They all work for somebody yeah. else, and I know that because I applied. For, I almost applied for that job. Yeah. Um, I was this close to uh, going to work for, uh, I, I don't remember the name of the company, but it's not. It's the company that technically Kathleen and Grace mm-hmm. um, work for Google, but the people that work for them do not work for Google. They work for contractors. It's not Gecko, is it? I, I, I only know, say that because I in the UK, know. all of our Google reps are like the Pixel phones and the Chromebooks and stuff. They're all uh, hired by a company called Gecko Recruitment. And they kind of just do all the, the like the regional boots on the ground jobs. So, but no, that's that's just I don't... Google in, in a nutshell, isn't it? It's uh, it's such, such a, a vast company. There's a lot companies. of logistics to keep going. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was funny. Oh, it's oh, sorry, it's Global Logic. Global Logic. Oh. They are headquartered in Mountain View, California. They sound like the type of division within uh, Watch Dogs that I've just started playing that would just be like a corporation within Global Logic bringing you the latest hybrid drone technology to your door. Like that kind of uh, weird uh, systematic thing, breakdown. Uh, but that that's all we have for the week in the show. Um, we'll wrap up with uh, our pro predictions, I think, gentlemen. We're on the cusp this week, probably Tuesday or Thursday. We will hear about uh, May's pro games, which is crazy to say that we're almost in May already. But uh, Avery, any off the top of your head that you're expecting to see? Or Richie? Oh, um, that's a good question. I uh, I think that we'll finally get ARC 
drop on the first mm-hmm. and then because it's supposed to drop into pro and we've been we've been overdue for that one um so i think that is likely to happen uh in terms of games that are already like there that might flip to pro probably one of the typing chronicles games um the nanotail mm-hmm. uh uh um those are in that cheapish range for that we got a lot of those like sub 30 dollar games last uh, in the mm-hmm. past couple months welcome to elk uh the shantae series so those are likely targets um it'd be nice if they did like a big drop like mm-hmm. maybe a couple the challenge is i don't think we'll get any of like the assassin's creed games because you could just go do that on ubisoft so well it depends what country you're in here free <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I am partially cheating also. I went to stadiasource.com slash games so that I could look at the list of games uh, to see what else has been out there. Um, Is there a chance yeah, we I see the Dark Side Detective, which we were told was going to be pro? I think that would tick a lot of people off. If you just paid the $14 for it, yep. I think it'll go pro, yep. and I think it'll go pro in a couple of months, if only because it's, it's in the price range mm-hmm. to go pro. Yeah. But maybe, or maybe we get... No, I, I think I think maybe that'll be a June or July pro drop. I'd be real surprised if it was May. I think that would tick people off. If it's uh, happened before, it's happened before, and that's dangerous. Maybe a little big workshop. I'm just looking at mm. games that are twenty bucks or yeah, less yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it'll be one of the hotlines Miami's. Maybe we'll get the other hotline Miami. Yeah. Um, Ooh, when's blood fall? Could be. Yeah. That when's blood Bloodstains out soon, right? <clears throat> that could be like a new game going straight on a pro. Bloodstain Ritual of the Night. That was like announced last See last here. week's community blog, was it Ritual? Uh, it, it was announced, but it didn't have a date on it, I believe. Mm. Sometimes I think um, they hold the dates back just so they can drop them on the first of the month as pro, if they're so close. Easily possible. So, hmm. But it's I'll a big problem. Hundred nah. days is coming out in May, so that could be a mid-month drop on Pro. Interesting. Um, I'd love to see Octopath Traveler. I think it's unlikely, but yeah, I think it's it's, it's, it's square. It's, it's pricey. Possible. Yeah, it's weirdly pricey. Like it shouldn't be. I love that game. I absolutely Same. love that game. I played thirty or forty hours of it on my Switch. I bought it again when it went on sale the other day or a couple months ago, so that at some point I'll go back to it on Stadia. But it's always sixty dollars, and it shouldn't be. It's a great game. It's a forty dollar great game, and then it should go on sale for twenty. And a lot of people. I don't know. I, I've got it on Switch as well. I was happy to pay the full price of the game because I got. I think I got logging about one hundred twenty hours into that game, so oh, I very I much got my value for my Switch. I bought, yeah. I went out the day it released and bought it at Target. So like I totally own for that yeah. game. But that's also that was three years ago now. Um, yeah, it's a weird one because I actually, I personally think it's worth the money, but I don't think if you just glanced at it, it doesn't appear to be on the surface worth the money. Yeah, but it's not yeah. part of a storied square. For if if it was yeah. the next release in the Chrono Trigger series or something, yeah. or the next Mana game, then or, or the next Final Fantasy, you know, then I think it would have landed differently. But the fact that it was its own unique thing, um, you switch only to begin with, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's it was got a, a bit of a retro feel to it. Makes it feel like it should be probably around the forty dollar rather than mm. the sixty dollar. But yeah, 
I can see. I can. I think Ark's a good shout because we always have like that one ten pull game, and then there's yeah. like little interstitial ones mixed in with them. Um, I'd be interested to see if there was some way they could split off Resident Evil Reverse to be its own free standalone thing on Stadia. So you pre-order, you play Village, you pay the full whack, but the little mini shooter within that is just like free to play on Pro. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. It follows the same kind of pattern now. It's usually like two two new games, two old games, and one of either set is a $40 game. Everything else is a $20 game. Um, so it's kind of the for, the standard format now. But we may be surprised. We shall see. But we'll find out, no doubt, this Tuesday or Thursday or Friday or Wednesday because they drop the community blogs on any other day of the week now. There's no consistency with that either. So uh, go check out StadiaSource.com because they will have the latest news right there. And uh, thank you for hanging out with us for today, uh, both Avery and the chat and the viewers along at home. For the Sounds of Stadia podcast, episode number 83, don't forget to click that like button down below. Subscribe to the channel so you're kept in the loop with all things Sounds of Stadia. Like our weekly live streams, which we'll be playing this coming Thursday, 8pm British Standard Time. And if you are one of our members, you get side quest five days early on this channel where myself and Richie uh, talk about a EA Mystery Games topic. That's part of our side quest mission. And other than that, thank you very much, Avery. What are you playing this week while we send you off? What's your game? Of choice. Uh, it's still Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I just made it out of Heaven's Word. I'm headlong into Stormblood and loving every minute of it. Uh, so, but you know, whatever releases on Pro, I'll I'll play five minutes of on Saturday. I'm sure. Um, okay. And this week, I'm playing I'm playing Get Packed and Moving Out because that's what we're doing uh, is packing everything and moving out into our own home. Life I like that games I wouldn't want to play when I'm in the middle of a house move. It's like, I want to break from house move. Let's move. <laughs> joke. I was joking. I'm not actually playing. It might be a I'm practice. I'm doing the things in this game. Yeah. Practicing. You should stream them while yes. you're moving. All right, honey, just throw the... Get packed in real life. Just put the camera up. Yeah. Let somebody else in our game play. Uh, we'll just, I'll just have Felix stream get packed, and then the second camera is me packing. Yeah, indeed. And uh, where can people find you, Avery, cool. if they want to keep in touch or reach out? Uh, you can find me on the interwebs at CharmCityA on Twitter, because I live in Charm City and my first initial is A. You can find us online at GamingSourceNet and at StadiaSource and at GFN Source. We also cover GeForce Now news and reviews. Um, and you can find my brand new show, The Best Game of All Time, at Best Game Pod. Best Game Pod on Twitter. Teasers for episode one, featuring Bryant Chappelle of the Nerf Report and Caleb Ross of Play Games Think Games, are up now brand new teaser goes out tomorrow uh and it's a doozy it's this is gonna be uh you're, i laughed till tears were rolling down my face in this Exciting episode stuff. so um we, it's gonna be good stuff we can't work and how about you richie where can people find you you can find me on uh, twitter at richie c89 and on this very youtube channel which is sounds of stadia sounds of stadia under the YouTube banner. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in for this week's show. Have a great week. Game on. My name's been Chris. I've been Richie. I'm Avery. This has been Sounds of Stadia with a very special guest all the way from Maryland. We've been Sounds of Stadia. <laughs> Have a great week. Take care. Sorry for that. Bye.